Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, I heard you talking about it. You are absolutely right. The NFL is practically becoming the NBA with all this collusion, all this players. Jalen Ramsey was hanging out with his friend uh, after the game the other day. Sean Watson, right? Sean Watson. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Um, But if you're curious about my take on Mike Tomlin, I think he's on the hot seat, obviously. But you're, you're, it's crazy to say that you're right. You're, they're still employed, and now there's talks that people already want him. You know, they think he's going to be available. Rooney, all the Rooneys are saying no. I, I don't think they're going to let him just go immediately like that. Obviously, they're going to have meetings, and they're going to talk about it. But right now, the season's got to end first, and the Rooneys are probably not even looking at it. Tomlin's probably not even looking at it. He's just Rooneys saying, are focus. so spur of the moment. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah, they always just, yeah, they just, they always, always overreact. And yeah, no, yeah. no. I, I think, and who the hell would want to go from the Roonies to Daniel <laughs> exactly. Snyder? Are you out of your mind? Exactly. Like Tomlin's the kind of coach that can sit it out and wait for a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is not some up and coming coordinator or some Absolutely. college kid. Tomlin, if that is the way it goes, Tomlin will just chill for a year or two, do like color commentary, chill on the ESPN set mm-hmm. until an actual opportunity comes across. He's not yep. going to be someone that needs to like be forced so into a So he's going to leave now. a position that has no quarterback to go to a place who obviously has no quarterback? Yeah, all right, let me know. Well, for the yeah, record, Ben, ben is greater coming than back. Snyder. That's all yeah. you need to know. Ben you is think also Big Ben's coming back. back at 40, you think? Well, uh, Dane said it a couple weeks ago. You know, it was contingent on how Rudolph plays. And with the fact that Rudolph is hurt and, you know, he played well, but he didn't really shine. I think Ben still has a, a case for playing next season. Yeah. So, let me ask you this, though. If Mike Tomlin is not the head coach, Fasano, you think Big Ben's coming back to break in a new coach at age, whatever, 39? Well, that falls back on Tomlin. I think Tomlin and Ben could have a conversation with the Roonies and say, hey, one more year. You know, let's just let's just all out. Ben's last year of his contract. Tomlin's last year of his possibility coaching. You know, you never know. I just love sources. Sources say. Sources. (laughs) Who the hell would know what Daniel Schneider wants? Unless it came from Daniel Snyder. I'm telling you, it's Booger McFarlane, Joe. It's Booger. <laughs> oh, Booger's, McFarlane. yeah, bad news, that Booger, man. Booger bad McFarlane. news. So he found a way to talk about the Washington team again last night? Yep. Like it was the damn Cleveland Browns and the San Francisco 49ers. Yet Booger got his takes in about what <laughs> Snyder and and Paul Allen need Unreal. to do. It's, it's, it's yep. weird. Crazy. I'm crazy. sorry. Yeah. No, it's totally fine. You know, we'll start with that Monday Night Football game. You guys mentioned it. The 49ers blowing out the Cleveland Browns. I need a Baker Mayfield to give me some type of fantasy points. Give me a dud. Goose egg zero. But oh. uh, we'll get into that. The 49ers on top of the Browns, 31 to, th- to 3. Jimmy G, Garoppolo, 20 of 29, 181 yards and two touchdowns. But it wasn't that. It was the running game for San Francisco. 275 total rushing yards on the day. Matthew Breed, 11 carries, 114 yards. One touchdown. He also caught a touchdown pass. Tevin Coleman on his first game back since being injured uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. 16 carries, 197 yards, excuse me, and a score. 
On the other side, the Browns looking like the Browns of old. Baker Mayfield, 8 of 22, only 100 yards and two interceptions. Nick Chubb, however, doing the best he can. 16 carries for 87 yards. 49ers defense, something to mention. Four turnovers, two fumbles, two interceptions, allowing 180 total yards on the day. Four sacks as well. I don't know if you saw Nick Bosa getting excited about sacking Baker Mayfield. He put the flag uh, celebration yeah, like into the, the ground. Oklahoma, like, like Oklahoma, Ohio State, Ohio State. That was great. So good yeah. for Nick Bosa. Uh, in that sense. But guys, we're going to move from football to baseball because we got October baseball and it's getting crazy. The Yankees sweeping the Twins after a 5-1 to victory. Glaber Torres, what a superstar he is. Three of four, uh, including a solo home run and two doubles. So the Yankees are the first team to advance to the championship series. They are awaiting their opponent because the Rays extending the series, taking down the Astros 10-3. to Tampa Bay took it to Zach Greinke, knocking three of their four home runs before the fourth inning. Charlie Morton pitched a gem. He went five innings, allowing one earned run, but getting nine strikeouts, allowing two walks. The series is 2-1 to one Houston. Game four is tonight. In the National League Division Series, the Nationals took down the Dodgers 6-1. to one. Max Scherzer saved Washington's season with a dominant seventh inning, seven-inning performance, allowing one run, seven strikeouts, and three walks. Ryan Zimmerman's three-run homer in the fifth. Put the game out of reach. Game five is Wednesday. The series is tied at two. And another series tied at two. The Cardinals taking on the Braves. Yadier Molina, what a superstar he is. Game-tying single in the eighth, pushed the game to extra innings, and then he finished it off with a sacrifice fly in the tenth to cement the victory for the game five. Both National League games will be on Wednesday. Marcelo Zuna also finished with two solo home runs. Uh, real quick, guys, in the NBA, preseason basketball is in full swing, and Zion Williamson is loving it. He showed off his preseason debut for the New Orleans Pelicans after they beat the Atlanta Hawks 133-109. Zion finished with 16 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. He added a few dunks as well. Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram combined for 40 points. Yes, me, I think Gabe Zion... was baiting the Cleveland Cavaliers yesterday against a team from Argentina. <laughs> it was a 30-and-a-half point spread. Yeah, the Cavs won by 31. How do oh. they make the sharp lines? in preseason against a team from Argentina and nail the number. It's like it's like they know. It's like they know. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Final hour. Make it rain here on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. As uh, week five of the NFL wrapped up last night, week six is almost upon us here. Just a couple of of nights away. Thursday night, you'll have the Giants taking on New England. We'll get you uh, all the latest line movements, early lines, in fact, on a whole bunch of games this week that we see already. A whole lot of line movement, a lot of money shifting hands right now. So uh, the sharps are out in full force affecting and pushing lines. But I do just want to bring up here, Dane, uh, yeah, if I can, that uh, my uh, my goal uh, going into this uh, fantasy league here with the pit, I had one goal and one goal in mind only. And that was just to uh, make sure that I didn't go winless like the uh, like the Miami Dolphins. And it does appear that um, there will be somebody at the end of the season that will his claim to fame will be that I whooped his ass in week five of the NFL season. So I'm just throwing it out there. I don't care if I win another game. 
I'm not even in last place right now. I'm in 11th or 12th place, and I, I, like I don't that. know who's in 12th. Who is it? Who's in 12th? I'll look, but who you beat yesterday, that was our guy, the closer, Chris Ventra. That's yes. where's Antonio. Um, And, ooh, is it Alex Fasano? I, no, no, no. Yeah, it looks like Fasano oh. is in 12th. It looks Sorry. like you got, you know, every hour you can ask Fasano about it. But, mm-hmm. Joe, mm-hmm. and this is something, if you're new to fantasy, you got to know, Joe, this is, you know, it's still early, brother, man. It's still no, no, early. I just you wanted make one a run. win. I, listen, my goal was one win, don't go winless. That was the right. only thing I was going in. Oh, I hear I Alex on the Hey, mic. Joe, it looks like we shared a similar goal. I mean, I knew going to the league, going up against all these experts and professional fantasy analysts, but like I said in the update, Baker Mayfield, needed 16 points. He gave me a giant goose egg. So oh. uh, it wouldn't have worked out either way. I had Jimmy G on my bench. So. you got something you like Baker now. Yeah. Baker helped yeah. deliver that first win for you. Yeah, so you take some, you lose some. You know, you take it, take it with the stride. And you got Kareem Hunt coming back soon too, right, Joe? Damn straight. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I'm holding on to him. Kareem and Hunt, baby. He's gonna have to crack big chunks to carry. Eleven. Final hour coming up. Let's make it rain. <laughs> DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. It's a big week here, not only in the NFL, but, of course, uh, Major League Baseball. So cool. We had four games yesterday, and only one team closed out, while two will be going to a game five. And, uh, yeah, we got another one tonight, in fact, extending the series, that being the Tampa Bay Rays. Just put a can of whoop-ass. They opened it right up on Zach Granke and the Houston Astros at home. They are not going to be denied. They went ahead a 10-3 beaten. Yep, that means tonight in Tampa, we are going to have some baseball, Dane, a game four to decide if, in fact, they will go back to Houston for a game five. Now, they'll have their work cut out for them due to the fact that, yeah, they're going to have to do something not many teams were able to do beat Justin Verlander here. And I'm seeing Verlander at a minus 250, 240, 250 favorite already. I imagine this will get to $3 rather quickly here this morning. Uh, it does look like the over-under is at 7.5. Uh, Tampa Bay going with Diego Castillo. This has got classic bullpen, whoever's available, ready to rock and roll, the classic Tampa Bay style. But listen, the truth is, it's not like... Tampa Bay scoring 10 runs is the most runs that we have seen from either of these teams in this series that they lit them up for. So we've seen Verlander be susceptible to the long ball, right, Dane? Well, hell, they hit four of them yesterday against pitching at home. So I don't know 
how much it's going to take, but I do know that if Tampa's going to have a shot at this, they probably need to get to Verlander early as opposed to late and see if they can get into that Houston Astros bullpen, which, let's face it, is not the strength of that team. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It, it, it's just a question of do you buy that this can happen? Like, this, to me, is, you know, probably the spot where Verlander goes out and, you know, gives up one run over seven and two-thirds because his team needs him, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, the Tampa Bay bats are hot. They hit, like you said, they hit four home runs, Kiermaier, Choi, uh, mm-hmm. Adamas, and who else? And Lowe go yard yesterday. But it's going to be a tough you know, I think it's going to be tough sledding. You got the opener. At least what they can do, because it's the opener in the bullpen game, is like as soon as someone gets into trouble, right, just pull them and go kind of Johnny Holstaff. That's going to be the approach, I think, for Tampa Bay. It, But to me, it really comes down to Verlander. If Verlander's on, goodbye, Tampa. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. that's the way it comes. And you're right. I do think they need to get to him early if they're going to get to him at all. Why don't you play your first line, your first inning run thing, Joe? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at that too. You're absolutely um you're absolutely correct here. I do think that if they can do it, I mean, I'm looking at their team total at uh what, two and a half Tampa. And, you know, yep. does Verlander go nine? Does he go eight? Does he uh, it's you know, the total too. I, I listen, I'm not convinced that Houston's got, you know, they're gonna put up ten or eleven runs either, because it's not like they've been crushing the ball at all. So there is You know, I think there is a window of opportunity because anything can happen in a game five, which, by the way, tomorrow night, guys, St. Louis and Atlanta, that'll be at uh, five o'clock. Today's game is, I'm sorry, is today's game at four o'clock? 4.15, is that what you're throwing? Today? Or is it at seven o'clock? Let me me double check real quick. I'm getting conflicting reports. Is this an afternoon game or a night game? I got it at 7.07. Okay, so it's okay. So it's 7.07 tonight. So tomorrow we've got a 5 o'clock and an 8.30. The right. 5 o'clock will be in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, St. the Louis only one, going so prime time. Flaherty, I mean, going for exactly the guy that you want on the mound for St. Louis. Am I right? You would think so. But he did and, get the loss in yes, this matchup did. last mm-hmm. time. You know, these exact two pitchers faced off, I believe it was game two, Flaherty and Fultonevich, and yep. Fulty looked damn good. Last Didn't time he? around, but yes, Flaherty's second half, right? He was pitching to like a sub one ERA. So yeah, yep. I mean, if you're St. Louis, you got to be happy with Flaherty on the on the slab. Not not a very very close uh, betting too, I believe. What minus uh, minus one ten there for Atlanta? It's almost even money for St. Louis. Uh, what are they showing yes. at Vandal? That's yes. crazy. Uh, it's like minus one ten pretty much on both sides. Yeah. And the late one will be Strasburg Bueller. What is the um, what is is Strasburg? I'm assuming is the underdog in this matchup, which is crazy. But yep. wh- how much money are we looking at? I'm looking at the Dodgers and Walker Bueller at minus 145. I'm looking at the Oof. Nats and Strasburg at plus 125. Damn, dude! Wow. You, when is the Strasburg at plus 125? Do or yeah. die, Dodgers. Wow. What, what's the Listen, Walker Bueller, though, I think this is love for Walker Bueller, the way he's looked. He's also an ace, Joe, and an ace yeah. that looked dominant absolutely. against this lineup in game two. I, I agree. Absolutely correct. Listen, the, both teams, they're going to have to you're going to have to win this against the best the other team has, I think, at this point. And Bueller represents yeah. that six innings, one That's hit the way it should be in game one. Now, he didn't go up against Strasburg. He went up against. 
uh, Scherzer. Um, but Strasburg, he's ready to rock and roll. I mean, he'll be ready here. I am sure of that. He pitched game two, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, Strasburg you're right. went up against, uh, yeah, he came yeah, in you're right. They too. did uh, Corbin because of the wild card game. Correct. That's correct. So Strasburg, uh, Corbin opened up rather. That's correct. Yeah. So uh, I could not be happier, Dan. I think this is going to be, and you know what the hell, as a Yankee fan, you guys have got to be backing Tampa Bay today. You've oh, yeah. got to, because Extended. the longer this series goes, because ultimately then you're looking at Granky opening up that uh, best of seven series, Dane. And I have, a, you know, then you won't have to worry about the whole rotation gets thrown out of whack True. for the, uh, for the Astros. It does. And then listen, Joe, I expect, and you know, obviously we want to give props to Tampa Bay. This was a team, you know, Tampa yes. is a team that went ahead and, you know, won over 90 games this year. So don't get me wrong at 96 wins, they can, they're capable, but mm -hmm. if it, it looks like we are all kind of fast forwarding to the heavyweight matchup of Yankees Astros ALCS. And I really like the fact that the Yankees bullpen can be rested. They could line themselves up in the Good right point. way. If in yep. fact, Houston's got to go Verlander and Cole in the game five, you know, they're going to be out of whack. And I expect the ALCS, if it's Houston and New York to go, you know, to go five, six, seven games. And yep. so being lined up come game six and seven is great. You know, if it winds up being a Severino, but versus, you know, the number three or four for Houston, then that's advantage Yankees. Absolutely it is. And <laughs> it's going to line up perfectly. Severino throwing four scoreless last night. Dane getting himself out of trouble, making yeah. big pitches in those four innings. Yeah. Tanaka being what, you know, lights out there. Ah. Yep. Uh, the Yankees are sitting pretty, and yeah, it, technically it's going to be the it's going to be the heavyweight matchup. And because listen, Tampa so. wins. I don't know how the hell that's going to happen, but it's a much better matchup. Give I know Rob Manfred and company are all sitting there going, listen, Tampa, thank you for participating. Damn right. Don't get don't get crazy. We need we need we Verlander. Need we need yeah. We need the Astros to advance there. They got some guys that uh, that it would be a lot of fun. Is this not what three out of the last four years for Houston? What is this now that they'd be fighting for? When was what year were they off? They when took they on didn't Houston. Go to the they, ALCS. They on, right. They took on the Red Sox last year. Weren't they there the year prior to? Yeah, it was against these Yankees. So uh, this will be the yeah. fourth. Four out of five or three out of four? Yep, yep. four out of five. And Damn. look, there's a chance that the Dodgers could become the new Buffalo Bills. Okay, they would. What would they, that or be? Or the new Atlanta Braves. You know, they have lost the last two World Series, Joe. And oh, there's a chance word. that they get there and lose again. You know, listen, they've won seven straight division championships, the Dodgers, and haven't won a World Series championship. This reminds me of the Atlanta Braves who won like 14 in a row in the 90s wow. and only have the 1995 World Series championship to show for it. Now, I know we're a long way away from that, but, you know, right. it could be happening. And listen, Joe, I don't want to say it, but real talk, the Houston Astros may have to play one or maybe two games to get to the ALCS. The Yankees got to play zero. I I'm not wishing this. I'm not hoping this. I don't think it's going to happen. But with two games, there's always the chance someone tweaks something. Amen. And you know it and I know it. And that's why sitting at home today and not having to. Yep. The damn champagne locker room. Exactly correct. Anything can happen. It'll be fun. Game five. We'll talk about the, our favorite underdogs of the ones who are remaining. What dog can pull it off? 
Who might we be betting to make it rain? We'll talk about that coming up here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. So, might be time for you to put your money where your mouth is. Go ahead and take a shot. Open yourself up a sports wagering account with FanDuel. It's Jersey's largest sports book. If you head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, you'll receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet of up to 500 bucks when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Whether it's point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, college or pro sports, you are in control. Head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And welcome in here to the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri's Dane Martinez here on Make It Rain. And we uh, are looking to do that as the postseason continues in Major League Baseball. And, Dane, we got uh, we got ourselves four underdogs remaining here, right? We got uh, the Tampa Bay Rays today, or three underdogs, rather. We have the, uh, of course, the, it looks like the Cardinals now on the road. And then we've got the Nationals uh, also on the road in L.A. And they're not obnoxious prices other than, of course, Verlander going up against Verlander. But even still, I'd be shocked if that doesn't make it to close to $3.50 for it's all said and done. Who do you think has got the best shot at pulling the upset here, man? If there was a dog to go with in baseball, who would you be going with? St. Louis. It'd be St. Louis for me. Uh, you know, listen, you asked me the same question yesterday, mm-hmm. and I said Tampa because right. of Charlie frickin' Morton, the starting Morton, pitcher, yeah. right? Yep. And so I'm going to apply the same logic. And don't get me wrong, I ain't mad at Steven Strasburg, but I just think that Walker Bueller is going to hold up to his end of the bargain. I'm going to ride with Jack Flaherty, okay? If you ask me, um, that's going to be my leading indicator. The phrase is, momentum is the name of tomorrow's starting pitcher. And so Good give point. me Flaherty as momentum. I know he didn't get the best of faulty in game two, but – you know, over that's recency bias a little bit, Joe. Over the course of the second half of the season, this guy, you know, you could make the case was the literally the best pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. And if I'm going right. to get two bites at the apple with Flaherty, I ain't mad. I've also seen Joe that Atlanta bullpen blow yes. up a little bit. So of the choices, give me Flaherty and the Cardinals to go on the road and win a decisive Game Five. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun now. Houston, Tampa tonight, seven o'clock. To me, there's only two plays to make here: either you're going Houston on the run line, or you're going under the total. As far as I'm concerned, now they scored ten runs yesterday against Granky in the bullpen. They're not going to score ten runs 
against Verlander today. I am fairly certain the Astros are probably looking at this like we need to stop this. We need to end this. The last thing they want to do is have to go back to Houston to play a game five, which you and I both know anything can happen. So I do think that Verlander will empty the tank here tonight, much like we watch Scherz. Hey, uh, no problem. We'll get Joe right back. And, and and I think he's right, okay? He was starting to make the point that Verlander's going to have to bring it, you know, because, listen, the last thing the Astros want to do is have to fly to Tampa for a potential game on Thursday. And then, even if they win that, fly back home to Houston for a game one on Saturday against the New York Yankees, right? By contrast, they win today in Tampa. They go home and they wait for the arriving Yankees and they have the opportunity to line up their bullpen and stuff like and line up their rotation because listen if they do go ahead and win they can go get Garrett Cole game one and then if you start Tuesday your next turn up on normal rest is Sunday and that would be game two so if that's the case they get the win today Houston would in fact be able to in the ALCS against the Yankees go Cole then Verlander then Grinky and have it all lined up but that's what we're dealing with and Diego Castillo as an opener listen that's what Tampa has done for a long time. They are veterans of this, and they're going to empty the tank. You're going to see Snell. You're going to see Glasno. You're going to see whoever Tampa can run out. Joe was saying, though, that he likes the under on the total. When we get him back, I might go the other way, if you want to know the truth. I might take the over on this. I do think Verlander is only going to give up like one or two runs. The question for me becomes this Houston offense against the bullpen and the opener and Johnny Holstaff. Now, yes, Tampa scored 10 runs yesterday, but we know Houston at any game, any moment in time, they're liable to put up six, seven, eight runs and take care of this total all by themselves. So it sounds like we got Joe back. Is that right, Bavona? Yes, I'm just counting the runs. That's all I was saying was I might be not, I might be on the over, Joe. I know what you're saying with the, with the games, but you, you mentioned how Houston wants to, you know, take their heart early. It's not like we haven't seen Houston put up seven runs by themselves. And I kind of think we could see that, you know, Houston making the statement and this being like a 7-2 final to leave no doubt. Yeah, the it's uh, Tampa Bay staff has really done a really good job so far through this game of, of minimizing. I think their ERA is in the is in the two uh, you know, what else can you ask from them outside of the 10 runs Tampa Bay scored yesterday? They're really, these games have been pretty yeah. tight, but Verlander is not going to give up more than what, I mean, what, what do you think is a safe amount Two at most Verlander? Yeah, sure. But given that you're telling me it's a, it's a, it's free money that Houston won't score six today. Well, a question to me is who's in after Castillo. Are they, who do they bring? Like, is, is it Glass now? Is it Snell? Or are they not, you know, or are we talking? That may depend pen, on what the pen. game looks like, right? That might yeah. depend on what, you know, at that point, they have probably have options. It's like a choose your own adventure. It depends on right. who's coming up in the lineup. It depends on if they're up or down, all that stuff. I think they'll all be available. But, Joe, I got a sneaky feeling that Houston's going to explode today. You th- okay. All right, there you go. I like that then. So let's, I, I, would, um, I would stay away from total. Me, You're going to go, so you'd stay away from the total. Seven and a half still? Yeah, it's still seven and a half. I'm leery of the total. I'd be more comfortable laying the run and a half with the Astros today. 
to get it down to what I'm seeing as minus 140. Minus 140 is a good number, man. If you and that's a it's a good reminder of correlating bets there, guys. Exactly what uh, what he just did is, hey, I think they're going to score. I think they're going to go off. They're going to be good for five or six. And if that's so the case, guys, and you know Verlander ain't going to give up a lot, then the over uh, and actually the run line, if that's the case, is not a bad way to correlate your uh, your bets there because at minus 140, it's not a bad price, Dan, to watch uh, Houston win 3-1, 4-1, that kind of situation there. So not a bad way to go with the uh, with the run line. I agree. Uh, I Listen, I'm hoping, praying, keeping the fingers crossed, I want to see Cole have to go up against. <laughs> but, Joe, uh, do we make investments based on our heart? I, no, no, I'm just from a fan perspective. Right. I want to see Cole have to pitch a game five. Like, get his ass away from having to so pitch are you three times. A bet because from a fan's perspective, you want to see a game five? No, no, no. I'm just saying, uh, oh, okay. I'm probably just going to go from a fan perspective. I probably won't bet the game because to me, it would either be run line or not, but I think I'll have much more fun watching and rooting for Tampa Bay just to stick it to Houston so we don't have to deal with Cole three times in a seven-game series because if they lose here, Cole's going game one. You know he's going what? He's going game four, which means he's probably going to game seven. So I don't want Cole. Verlander, I can handle. Yankees have actually dealt with Verlander halfway decently over the years. Uh, Cole scares me, man. Like like that dude striking out 15 guys a uh, a, a game is is kind of ridiculous. And then the big question becomes, throw, uh, do we want to throw $200 million at him in a few months? Well, that's my point. If he beats the Yankees, how much are they going to throw at him? Right? Like how much? Joe, I don't think Houston has it because they, they don't need either. Brent, they need Springer. Yes. They need Correa. It's the I same. Agree. Like, it's the same as an NFL team. You know, once they pay the quarterback. Then what? So what I don't do you know do at that point? I, somebody's going to pay him. But you know what it's going to be, Dan? It's going to be like a San Diego. It's going to be one of these teams that's trying to buy their way. Philadelphia, you know, somebody is going to come up and pony up. You the don't Red think it's going to be Boston, are, New York, something like that? Well, I don't think Boston. Boston's trying to get rid of everything. I uh, think yeah. they're they they're really close to restarting everything, right? I mean, yeah. they're getting rid of everybody. They, well, if they we got all winter to discuss that. We yeah, got all winter to discuss that. Let's just beat them first. <laughs> that, well, that's exactly it. But I, uh, I would love to see him in the pinstripes. I'm not going to lie. I think that at the front end of the rotation is, uh, especially if he kicks their ass, I can promise you Steinbrennels will dig into the old Papa George bag, and they will they will buy him <laughs> in the offseason, and they will be good to go. I can assure you of that. Yankees are not going to – they're not going to like stand 25? idle by and watch uh, and lose to a guy that's going to become a free agent that would dominate them. So unless they kick his ass, at that point, they'll be like, whoever you want. Well, I'll take him anyway. <laughs> you still take him. I'll still take his ass. And how old is he, by the way? 34, 30? Cole? No, he's in his 20s. He's young. Oh, he's not even 30 yet. I thought he was in his early 30s. He is young, Joe. I said this when they traded him from the Pittsburgh Pirates. I was like, this is the young stud I want. Okay. No, 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 Joe. I'll bring it up right now. Is he? Oh, he's not even 30 yet? He's not 30. He's, oh, excuse me. He's, he just turned 29. Oh, my God. He's not even 30 yet, dude. You got to throw the Brinks truck at him, man. He just turned 29 a month ago, Joe. 
Oh, damn, dude. I didn't realize he was in his 20s still. Oh, that's a, uh, yeah. Open, yeah, the, open the spring stroke. Jalen Ramsey back, back it up. Back practice. Up. This guy is yep. going to, I'm telling you, Joe. And remember, the true stud still got paid, right? Corbin still got paid. The yeah. position players that can hit 33 home runs are a dime a dozen now. This is worth yep. money. Okay? Yep. He's yep. going to get paid. Because what are you looking at? A guy that could, he's going to be in this prime for what? The next five, six years? Corbin get last year. Uh, 160 million. Yeah. He'll be the only one who gets anything over five years in this offseason. That blows me away. I did not realize he's not even 30 yet. I thought he was older. Oh, crap. All right. Well, let's hope he doesn't beat the Yankees and they still buy him next year. All right. We'll take a look at this Thursday night game, guys. Giants, New England. The line movement next here. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, so we got some uh, line movement here already for the Thursday night game. Patriots will be at home. Gillette taking on the New York Giants, Danny Dimes and company. Now, Dan, I do believe they just released that there was some question on whether uh, Barkley would be able to go here. And I know he's been practicing or he's been cleared and there were some rumors that he's ready to go. I guess they've they've now come out and ruled him out for Thursday. Are you seeing that as well? Oh, really? I have not. That would be news to me. Yeah, I just um, came over and I was yeah, as I was reading on the uh, on the phone there. It looks like Barkley okay. is out because I would have I, I would have looked at this a little bit differently if they got him back uh, in this game because the right. line the line opened up. I mean, it's it's already been pushed up a little bit here. I'm seeing 16 and a half. Or what are you showing at Fanduel? I am also seeing 16 and a half. The report I'm seeing that just crossed 10 minutes is that ESP, an ESPN beat reporter is saying he is unlikely to play. Unlikely. Um, but, okay. you know, hey, I think the issue here is, you know, they're on the short week, right? It's the Thursday night game. Maybe if they played on Sunday, he would have enough time to go. Remember, it took until the end of the week last week for them to officially rule him out. So it looks like they're going to give him one more. And I think that's okay. There was some yep. theory that especially with Wayne Gallman getting concussed, that they mm -hmm. would kind of force it. But honestly, Joe, at New England... Yeah. <laughs> Why force it? You know, take take Why? what you need. Similar to what I'm saying about Sam Darnold and some others. Take what you need. And then look, Tevin Coleman, Joe, who got the high ankle sprain in week one, mm -hmm. returned in week yep. five. Okay? Yep. Four weeks later. Uh, Danny Dimes started against Tampa. What was that, Joe? Week three, I yep. believe it was. Yep. So the same thing. Four weeks later would be week seven. Give him the extra week. I don't, and you know. Even the uh, most staunch Giants fan, I think, would have to admit that they don't have designs on going into New England and beating TB12 really anyway. So why risk, you know, bringing Saquon back early if you don't need to? 
So we know for a fact, opened up at around 15 and a half in a lot of places. It's been pushed up, like you said, 16 and a half here. Now the news, no Barkley. So it's going to hover right around 16, 17, somewhere in there, Dane, probably up until kickoff. Uh, We know that home teams have a distinct advantage on Thursday night, right? We've seen this 60% since 2003. We know that. But what I find interesting is that the total opened up at 44 and a half, and I'm seeing it go down across the board. What are you showing at FanDuel for the total? 43 on the number. All right. So I I do think that's interesting because I I do think that number is going to drop. I don't know what. The weather is in New York, but the weather, I guess, in New England for Thursday is supposed to be a typical. It's going to be nasty. It's like fall rain this week, Joe. Okay. It's finally breaking from being in the 70s and 80s. And now we're going to start seeing sixes and fives as the first digit number. And this is like the rainstorm that ushers it in. And I'm with you, Joe. Honestly, not only the weather, like. With these Patriots and big numbers, we said it last week against Washington. This could wind up being 30 to 7, you know, 33, 10, something like that. New England will put up their part of the bargain. Will the Giants? I'm intrigued by the under here. Yeah, yeah I, it, four and one in the Patriots games this season, by the way, the under is. So we it's like, know that we defense... talked about Duke in college basketball, how they were all usually to play the under. It's a similar yep. theory. Everyone thinks, oh my God, Zion and Duke. But no, yep. not exactly. And I, I let me reiterate once again, guys, it wasn't that the Giants played bad against Minnesota. They didn't. They weren't they weren't a, a trainer. Class. They just that it's exact they just didn't have the talent that Minnesota did. But I, I love again, every game is gonna be a learning experience for Danny Dimes, including this one going to Gillette, but I don't see the Patriots on a short week putting their foot to the pedal here. They haven't done it yet all year. And I do think, guys, there's a lot of issues with that New England offense that they're not – they're trying to mask here. So I don't – are they capable of putting up 40? Sure. Will they go out of their way to do it? And are the Giants that bad? I don't think they are that bad, Dan. And I do think Danny Dimes will have some success. So I'm with you. The under – is something I would lean to sooner rather than later because at 43, Dane, that's probably going to be down 42, 42, you know, 41 and a half, I think, before it's all said and done. So there's an opportunity there. And I know you talk, Joe, can I clarify something with you? We all know with with spreads, three Mm -hmm. and seven are numbers, right? But to be honest, when we get to totals, are there more key numbers, Joe? Because in the 40s, Mm-hmm. I can see 40, 41, 43 as a key number, 43, yes. 44, and then 47 yep. as well. When you look yep. at totals, Joe, isn't kind of 43 and 44 also a horizon because of that Huge. obvious 23, 20, 24, 21, that area? Huge. Are there more key numbers in totals, yeah, 43 Joe? is the one to look to. 43 and then, of course, over 50 uh, in the new NFL. Those are numbers yeah. just simply because the, what about like the data tells us. Though? Yeah, the data tells us over time, guys, that the most common numbers to look at is been 43, that that's kind of been the cutoff line where most games have landed total-wise over the years. And, yeah, you want to keep an eye on 43, and I think it drops even below that because I I really don't see New England – I'm I'm worried about that offensive line. I'm worried about the short week. Could I see this? You know what I mean? 24 to, to you know 24 7 absolutely yep. i i could yep. see this way under the number uh it's and the it's the england game that's got me confused 
because they're back at London again this week. And this one, I believe, is a early start this time. It's not yeah, one o'clock. It's the early one. It's, it's going to be on air. One. It's going to be on when we're on air Sunday morning, Joe. Right. So this game is – and I, it's a monster game, certainly, when you have Carolina and Tampa going at it here. Carolina 3-2, and two, Tampa 2-3. Two and three. This is – you know, t- Tampa has rotated wins and losses. They win one, they lose one. They win one, they lose one. And meanwhile, Carolina just keeps rattling off wins here without Cam Newton uh, and with Kyle Allen at quarterback. But they're doing it, of course, with defense, and they've got some playmakers that they're obviously getting the ball into their hands well, they here. they have one who's an MVP candidate. Yeah. But the number is it. Now, what are you showing as a spread in this game with Vandal? I mean, it's not a home dog technically, but I'm seeing right. Carolina minus two, Tampa in what is technically a home game, laying two points, and I see 48 as a total. To see, this is a game I could see, Dane, that will, and I know we told you last week with the Chicago, the unders have predominantly hit in these England I games. I can't, yeah, yeah, except for, of course, the Bears that let 17 points go in the first half against Oakland. I'm trying to think, I I don't see how this is a nip and tie. To me, I think this opens up. I do see a lot of scoring in this game. It's another one of those things where I'm looking towards the total in this game as opposed to the side. And you're looking over? I'm thinking this is going to be a, there is no way that you are going to shut down Mike Evans for a second week. I don't think they're going to allow that. that. I trust Arians. I think Arians, I I think the reason we're alternating wins and losses is because he's still figuring some things out with this team. They adjust, then they move on, and then now we, you know, it's a work in progress there. But I do like the, uh, I do love the weapons, man. I, I think both of these teams have playmakers that, can get the ball done. And I do think, and you brought it up last week too, Tampa's got an underrated run game, I think, with those two guys there running in the back that can, you know, they can take it and they can control. And and I love what I love what Carolina's doing, getting the ball out of Kyle Allen's hands into the hands of, I don't know, Christian McCaffrey, for instance, to make things happen. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this, especially over there, maybe a little sluggish on defense, that the offenses have a lot more success. That's interesting, Joe. I don't disagree with you, but mm-hmm. I'm scared of crazy stuff in London. I just right. am. You know, yeah. so, I mean, this is different for them. You know, the idea of jet lag, Joe, the idea of a 9.30 a.m. start, the idea of what's going to be in the building, new ter- new field. I, I, there's just too many variables for me to have a strong position on this game. I see you, Joe. I do like the weapons and the way these teams are playing. And right. if this was a normal game, sure, the idea of under. I'm just worried about jet lag. And listen, McCaffrey, look, they've been chewing him up and spitting him out recently. He's got something really like have. 65 touches over the last few games. Is yeah. this where it starts to wear and tear? I don't know, but I'll look for other options on the board up away from this game because there's too many unknowns and weird variables and fluky things for me on this one, Joe. Opened up at 46, so it's it's being pushed Going up. up. So there's somebody enjoy, somebody's there. There are a few people here that are looking at the over, but that's been pushed up. There might be some buyback on it during the week. We'll follow it. Uh, but also, don't forget, I do believe that the line – You've got a Carolina with a point differential of plus 22 this year. And I think Tampa just tells you the story. They're almost even. They're minus one. So that's win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But 
I, it would not surprise me at all. You're right. With uh, it could be eight. You know, it could be ten seven at the end of the score. London is just too weird, especially early it on. Is. And then your Miami game, your Miami Redskins game. We know that Haskins is not playing, Dane. And when we talked yeah. about this game early on yesterday, the idea was give me Rosen over a rookie quarterback that hasn't looked good in Haskins. Well, it's not going to be Haskins here. Does that change your view of the Washington Redskins in this game? I can't handicap motivation, Joe. You know, Miami, the idea of they don't want to try to win but maybe they see this as their Super Bowl and opportunity with Washington. Are they going to rally around Bill Callahan? Is that the narrative we're talking about on Monday morning? I've got no effing clue. I know I've been big on, you know, bet Miami, bet Miami in this one. They are getting three and a half points. I'll lean with the points and a home team as a home dog, but I don't feel good about it, Joe. I really don't. It, it opened up actually in a lot of places at, at four and a half, laying the four and a half for Washington. But you're right. A lot of Miami backers, believe it or not, there ain't a lot of money coming in on Miami pushing that yeah, right now. It's, it. it's got the hook, right? So yeah, how much longer be, yeah, before the hook is not going to be there, guys. Now, how Listen, many it was points? Six, you, it was six last week. And I told people, if you like it, get it then. That's correct. That's right. And it just keeps moving. Now, the question is. How many points are going to be scored in this game, Dave? How many points do you think will be scored in this game? What is the over you're looking at? Don't forget, Miami's coming off a bye, by the way. So they've had some time to work this out. How much? Still 41? Yeah. I'm going to throw out a ridiculous prop bet that I haven't seen but would be intriguing to me. Go ahead. Do you think, what is the chance? And I would have to be at like 5-1 to or something like that. What is the chance there are more non-offensive touchdowns scored than offensive touchdowns? Ooh, defenses versus or special teams you're talking about, right? Defense and special special teams teams versus offense. Couldn't that be could Joe, couldn't you see a world where that's like two to one defense and special teams versus offensive touchdowns? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I could see I could see two punt returns. I could see you know what I mean? And a kickoff return and one offensive touchdown in this game. Exactly correct. Exactly correct. Absolutely, dude. And that's exactly the game. I might lay more defensive and return touchdowns than offensive touchdowns in this game. But to answer your question, I'll take under 41. Sure. So we do have some history, too, here, by the way, guys. When two winless teams go head-to-head during the season, the dog, the underdog in the game, 55 and 32 against the number 63.4% covering the dog cover Miami plus nine and a half and then under 47. (laughs) I was just thinking that man to me that's probably the safer route to use that because it is three and a half so give me the six point teaser give me a a nine and a half there's no way Washington's beating Miami by nine and a half that's ten points God, yeah. I can't wait. It really is. Yeah, really Houston, is. Kansas City, New Orleans, Jacksonville. A lot of good games Let's on the card. Careful. We'll get to more Let's of those tomorrow. But we are both saying go with the run line for Houston today, right? Yeah, That's I mean, it. my heart, my money are good. <laughs> Enjoy the games. We'll be back tomorrow. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.
All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What you missed on Make It Rain. It starts with Freddie Kitchen. And unfortunately, guys, Baker Mayfield, he is never going to get better. This is not going to get better unless you get him with a real coach. Freddie Kitchens is not a real coach. He is a guy that can't game plan, can't make adjustments and can't put guys with all that talent in a position to succeed, it'll begin and end with Freddie Kitchens. And I do think the next two weeks, Dane, we've got Seattle. We've got New England with Cleveland. Yeah, they could be two and five to start the year here, Dane. And then that's where that's when the wheels begin to fall off if they're not already falling off. You and I both were on the same idea on these Cleveland Browns. Yes, they have talent, but this is the first time in, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years, they'll also have some expectations around mm. them. And we were wondering with the diva in that locker room at the quarterback and wide receiver position and the new head head coach what would they do when adversity hit we got glimpses of this remember when freddie kitchens was talking about if there's leakers to the media that him and john dorsey will fire them well that theory may get tested because i agree with you joe that two and three now and those next two games you just outlined are no easy shakes so it is possible and who will stop the avalanche from rolling downhill that has always been my question now booger mcfarland you and i joke about him but he did say something that related to Freddie Kitchens that I thought was a really good point, Joe. Last year, he was their damn running backs coach. He wasn't an offensive coordinator. He was their running backs coach. He went from having a room of four guys that he had to manage to managing the entire organization. And that, I think, could be a little bit too much to bite off. You know, usually these coaches are what? Former head coaches, are coordinators, are head coaches from college. This is a huge jump for Freddie Kitchens. Now, I know he's a player's coach and he was cool with Baker and all that, but I don't know if that's going to get the job done. Um, and, 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 you know, Gabe and I, we always joke on in-game live about like the scripted first 15 plays and how what they need to do is get, you know, uh, Nick Chubb going. The first play, Joe, was an Odell Beckham throw. You know what I mean? There was a long point in time where Odell Beckham was the leading passer of the team. Odell had passing yards and rushing yards before Baker had any passing yards. It was absolutely ridiculous. But I'll tell you the truth, Joe, because I haven't been on this Cleveland team. You and I yesterday talked about Baltimore or Cleveland for the AFC North. 